I figured I would just sit down and just, you know, fucking let's, let's do a podcast. Hello? Hello? Hello, Swifty? And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Here is the host of Birthday Boy Podcast, the one and the only Johnny Boy. Positivity is fucking assholes. Baby butter boy. Sixty-six has arrived for Sunday, November twenty-second, two thousand twenty. Oh man! So I thought I didn't know which uh, which intro to pick this week. <clears throat> I said, should I do the original intro? Should I do the new intro that I made over the summer for season two? I couldn't decide. 
So, I put them both together at once, and that's what you have. <laughs> Two Birthday Boy podcast intros smashed together on top of each other. That was fun. I liked it. Uh, so, Gina Carano blocked me on Twitter, which is cool. I didn't realize that until this week. Not to give too many spoilers, but she's back on the latest episode of The Mandalorian. And uh, a few months ago, she had some tweets. And I, I don't remember them all. And I can't see them all because she blocked me. Gina Carano was an MMA fighter at one point. It seems like a long time ago. She's like two years younger than me, but she's she's like an old grizzled veteran. She's an old timer. I don't remember. It seems like 15 years ago that she was a name in MMA. I don't know. I don't know shit about MMA. I, f I hate MMA. <clears throat> I can't I can't describe how much I despise MMA. Like, I won't even... If a commercial comes on, I'll change the channel. I think it's... You know... I don't know. I don't... I just don't... I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I really don't. I don't know why, like... I don't know why... Like, I watch WWE because they're not actually trying to hurt each other they get hurt often but that's you know that's the nature of the business and uh, i don't know watching somebody punch <laughs> punch somebody into oblivion and then when they fall down sitting on top of them and repeatedly punching them even more into oblivion it's just uh it's not my thing i'm not big on i'm not big on actual violence i don't know whatever i don't i don't like boxing either i don't like any of that stuff it's just i don't I don't know. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, <clears throat> Gina Carano, a long time ago, was an MMA fighter. Now she's more recently known as uh, one of the characters on The Mandalorian. And she's back this season. But a couple months ago, back in September, she had some tweets that were kind of, sort of, like, totally transphobic. Um... You know, people were just like, I, I guess it stemmed from people mentioning that, like, hey, you should put your, maybe consider putting your pronouns in your profile. Like, that's a, that's kind of a nice thing to do. I have them in my social media profiles, my Twitter, my Instagram. Uh, you know, people have them on their email signatures at work. Uh, for people, people who don't know, it's, it, maybe it seems ridiculous at first, but it's not because there are a lot of people who have, you might not, you might not know their pronouns, uh, and it's just uh, it's a nice thing to do. It's just like okay, no big deal. Oh, okay, it might seem obvious, and then sometimes it might not seem obvious, but it's a way to make the people who are not maybe as obvious what their pronouns are seem uh, feel comfortable, feel good. Like okay, here's my pronouns, but I'm not the only. It's it, basically it shouldn't just be like oh, if you're a trans person, you should put your pronouns in your profile so we all know, you know. Everybody should, so that, like, the trans people don't feel like, oh, there's a spotlight on me because everybody else has no, pro doesn't have their pronouns in their, in their signature or their profile, uh, but I do. It's just a way of, you know, it's more that, like, inclusivity thing. Hey, we all have our pronouns. That way everybody just kind of knows, right? Sometimes, and maybe it's pretty obvious, and maybe it's not. Or maybe you think it's obvious, and it's not. It's just one of those things. So people, and I don't remember, I didn't see what people said to her about, you know, hey, you should have pronouns. You should put your pronouns, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, but they, you know, they were getting on her case because she was being, uh, her responses were less than respectful. That's why people were getting on her case. You don't want to have your pronouns, that, you know, it's not a federal crime. But if somebody asks, says, hey, why don't you have your pronouns? And then you come back and with kind of sort of transphobic shit, then then you're going to get called out. And she did, and rightfully so. Um, and yeah, and I don't have all the tweets, but somebody somebody said, hey, just say you're transphobic and move on. And her response was, you're transphobic and move on. That was that was her response, and uh, and then I guess I guess Pedro Pascal, who plays the Mandalorian, educated her to some degree because she's I, in one of her tweets. I re- remember again, I can't look at them because she's blocked me. <laughs> but in one of her tweets back in September, she said Pedro and I had a talk. He informed me, you know, she didn't know, and that's fine. Like if you don't know why people use their pronouns, that's fine. But then if you find out and you're an asshole about it, then you're an asshole. And that's that's where things get shitty. And she's a shitty person. We'll get to that in a sec. So and she said, hey, we, you know, we sat down. Pedro and I had a talk. He and he gave me the 411 on what this means, why people have their pronouns, the importance of pronouns, and the, you know, respecting someone's pronouns. And I get it. And, uh, and then she said, uh, but I'm, it's not for me. I'm not going to put my pronouns. Okay, that's fine. But then she did change her profile, her Twitter profile. And uh, it said something along the lines of, uh, you know, people put he, him, his. That's what I have. Those are my pronouns. I'm a dude. Uh, <clears throat> some people have, you know, he, she, hers. Some people, they, them. And that's fine too, and and that's you know somebody who is non-binary, gender non-binary, or perhaps gender fluid, uh, where you don't necessarily identify as ma- either you know full fully male or female. So you, you use the pronouns. Your pronouns are they them. Uh, my oldest child's pronouns are they them. They them there. And so. <laughs> To, to make light of the pronoun thing, Gina Carano, instead of just dropping it, letting it go, and realizing, like, hey, I'm a big star, I was a washed-up MMA fighter that nobody remembered, and now I'm on one of the biggest shows of the last year, The Mandalorian, uh, maybe I'll just let it go. Maybe I'll just, like, not engage with these people, and I'll just, you know, I'll say my thing, I'll say, hey, look, I appreciate the pronouns, I'm just not going to do it, it's not for me. Okay. That's your thing. You don't have to. Nobody, Nobody's going to force you to do it. But instead, she just kept going. And so then she changed her Twitter profile, and she put the pronouns beep, beep, boop, beep, or beep, bop, boop, or some fucking stupid thing, just mocking, mocking the whole concept. And then she, and then she, then she made up some bullshit excuse of saying, uh, you know, that's, uh, I said beep, bop, beep, because I want to bop everyone on the head who bullies me on Twitter. So, you know, she did the thing where she, now she's the victim. The, 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 the big Disney star who, who has no business, you know, who should just move on and not engage, uh, but just keeps, keeps attacking the, uh, the idea of pronouns in the trans community. Now, now of course, she's turned around and she's the bully because people are being mean to her because they don't appreciate her transphobic rhetoric. So I went back. I, I don't know why. I was just, somebody had mentioned something on a Facebook group about Gina Carano being a piece of shit. 
and somebody asked, well, why uh, I'm out of the loop. Why do we not like Gina Carano? And I said, oh, and then I gave the explanation that I just gave. And also she's an anti-masker and she believes in the, you know, the election was a fraud and the votes are not real. And, uh, you know, she's she's one of those. Surprise, surprise. An anti-masker who believes in the voter fraud of this past election is also a transphobe. Isn't that odd? God, what a what a what a shocking Venn diagram that is. Anyway, uh, so so I, I I was responding to somebody a couple nights ago on Facebook who asked, "What's the deal with Gina Carano? Why don't we like her?" And I said, "Well, here's you know here's what she did." And then I went back to see uh, to look at the tweets, and that's when I realized. I mean, she this was back in like this was mid September. This is like two months ago. So I went back to look at the tweets. And then found, uh, you know, I clicked on her profile just to read her old tweets, and it says Gina Carano has blocked you. I said, "Holy shit, this girl is fucking." We we'll talk about a snowflake. You talk about thin skin. I thought, what did I say? I must have, I must have been pretty harsh on old Gina Carano. So I went back and I looked at, I found my tweet, and I I had retweeted her tweet. And simply said, um, you know, the thing where, you know, she somebody said, hey, just say you're you're transphobic and move on. And she said, you're transphobic and move on. She did like a Michael Scott, you know, like a five-year-old, like just repeating, just repeating what, what, what somebody said. It's, that's fun. Um, very mature, Gina. Anyway, I just retweeted that and said, a lot of people put their pronouns in their social media bio to normalize the concept and to respect trans people and the notion that folks don't necessarily identify with their assigned gender. Carano took it in a different direction. Boop is a transphobe. So I actually used the pronouns that Gina Carano, boop, beep, bop, boop, or whatever the fuck she put in her uh, her profile. So I, I said boop instead of she. I was actually being respectful of the silly uh, non-existent robot douchebag pronouns that Carano put in her profile. But I said that I said boop is a transphobe. And that must have been what got me blocked. Which I think is amazing because this is maybe the least <laughs> the least offensive thing I think I've written on Twitter. <laughs> um I you know I really just I just said here's here's the deal Gina here's why people put pronouns in their social media bio and then I was respectful of your fake phony bullshit made up pronoun and I simply said you're a transphobe because you are Gina Carano is a, is a fucking transphobe there's no this isn't up for debate I'm sorry if you to say I'm not going to put pronouns in my profile does not make somebody a transphobe in any way shape or form but to say I'm not going to put pronouns in my profile and then to go back and to mock the concept by putting beep, boop, bop, boop, beep, whatever the fuck. You're a transphobe, dude. Seriously. Like, fuck yourself. Um, which, are, I didn't say any of those things. I didn't say go fuck yourself. I didn't say anything. I was actually, you know, I, I, I said, you know, I'm going to be like, I'm just going to, I'm going to call this like it is. Call it like I sees it. Uh, a lot of people put their pronouns in the social media to normalize the concept to respect trans people and the notion that folks don't necessarily identify with their assigned gender. Toronto took it a different direction. Boop is a transphobe. Blocked. <laughs> That's the other thing about transphobes, homophobes, racists, Trump supporters. They don't like to be called out on that stuff. <laughs> Anti-maskers. They don't like... They. They, you know, the irony, as we've known for the last four years of these people referring to others as snowflakes, 
Meanwhile, the ultimate snowflake, uh, what are we, three weeks, two weeks removed from the election, almost three weeks removed from the election, and there's no concession? I mean, uh, you talk about you talk about thin skin. Gina Carano is uh, pretty thin skin because she couldn't help handle a simple, uh, it wasn't even a criticism, it was really just calling out exactly what she did. And uh, yeah, she's not down with that, so blocked by Gina Carano. My God, I just think, uh, yeah, I guess I guess transphobes need a safe space from being called out on their bullshit. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, I'm not big on cancel culture, but I will be very, I very be very pleased if Gina Carano's character gets blown up in a spaceship. <laughs> and uh, I would love it if it was by uh, by a robot who goes beep boop beep. Right before they, uh, right before they fire the missiles. So anyway, so that's fun. Um, yeah, I'm John Cena follows me. Like the actual John Cena follows me on Twitter, and Gina Gina Carano blocked me on Twitter. I don't know why John Cena follows me, and I don't know why Gina Carano even took the time of day. I am I am the definition of a Twitter nobody. I have, well, my old account that I had for over ten years. Got uh, <laughs> that guy. That's no. That no longer exists as of last August. So I made a new one, and I have like I don't know fifty followers. I'm a. I'm just. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a nobody. I'm one of those guys you click on, and there's you know maybe one or two likes from a couple of my friends who are on Twitter. <laughs> that's about it. So for Gina Carano, I mean that's you talk about sad to take the time out of her day to read my tweet. About her being a transphobe, which she is. That's fun. Fun times. 18 minutes into this podcast talking about Gina Carano. So anyway, it was disappointing to see her character return on The Mandalorian. It's not going to be, you know... I, I liked her character. A, a year ago, I was like, oh, wow, cool, Gina Carano. She's uh, she's on The Mandalorian. That's a good... That's cool. And uh, and then when she showed up on screen this week, and I, I said, oh, okay. Yeah, which... I mean, look, if they're going to kill off the character, it's not going to happen in this season because her tweets happened like two months ago when I'm sure the whole thing was in the can and in post-production and all that stuff. So, oh, well, whatever. Anyway, it's Sunday. You know what that means. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that's loud. Oh, yeah. It's time for football. Let's talk about, briefly, briefly, let's talk about last week. Let me go back. I did pretty well. I made up for the previous week. I was 10-4 and four last week. And I even counted the Tennessee game, which had already taken place as of the time of recording last week's podcast, episode 65. So, uh, how did I do? Tennessee, yeah, I was, I was wrong on that one. God, this song just gets louder and louder. Okay. So Colts, Texans, I was wrong about that because I had picked Tennessee. Uh, Let's see. Cleveland, I was right about the Browns' victory over the Texans. Detroit Lions over the Redskins, I was right about that. Green Bay Packers over the Jaguars, 24-20, got that one. Philadelphia, man, the Giants, what's going on? Are they... Is this now the team to beat in the horrific NFC East? It could be, because why? Because they all suck. 
Philadelphia lost to the Giants. I was wrong about that. I thought Philly would have would have had that. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They took care of the Panthers pretty easily. Get the win there. I had that. Las Vegas. Who did they beat? Where's Las Vegas? The Raiders. The Raiders beat the Broncos by a lot. Got that one. Okay. The Miami Dolphins had their victory over the Chargers. Got that. Arizona. <clears throat> man, oh, man. Did you see this game? The Cardinals. Was that the one last week? Yeah, the Cardinals and the Bills. Holy shit. 32-30. to 30, The Cardinals win with that fucking... Hey, if you want to win a game at the last second, you throw it to Hopkins. Hopkins in the end zone. Surrounded by Bills. Holy shit, what an ending. What an, what an ending. And that was exciting for me because I, I want my picks to be right here on the Birthday Boy podcast. So it was good. It was nice. I don't give a shit who wins that game otherwise, but yeah, go. Well, I do because I want the Bills to lose because I want everyone in the AFC East to lose except for the Patriots. So I do care. I do care that the Bills lose and I want them to lose. Um, Seattle. Oh, yeah, I was wrong about that. that yeah. I was I was bummed because I was watching that game thinking that I had picked the Rams. But I didn't. I picked the Seahawks. Oh, well, they lost. New Orleans Saints beat the 49ers. Had that one. Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Bengals easily. They had that one. The New England Patriots. Oh, yeah. They won their game against the Ravens. Which, I'll be honest, I, I picked them because they're the Patriots and I'm going to pick them. But I was nervous. And that was a nice job. Nice job in the in a pouring pouring rain windstorm that uh, they definitely got it worse there in Foxborough than uh, than up in my neck of the woods. We got some wind and rain, but I was I kept watching that game and I was getting excited because I wanted it to move up in this direction. But obviously it was it was coming. It was a the the jet stream was moving from west to east. It was a it was a southwesterly jet stream bringing I don't fucking know. But anyway, uh, yeah. So the Patriots win and then Chicago. I picked Chicago, and they lost to the Vikings, 19-13. to 13. So, all right, I was wrong. I was wrong. Uh, so what is that? I'm 10-4 and four last week. Much better than the 6-7 and seven from the week before. The question is, what about this week? Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who's going to win the big football games uh, today? <clears throat> Patriots and Texans? Come on now. I think we all know I am going with the New England. I almost called them the New Orleans Patriots. That's, that's great. What is this? Week 11? New England over the Texans. The Dolphins and Broncos. I will take the Miami Dolphins. Eagles and Browns. I think the Eagles are going to come back and have a surprise win. Ah, I, I shouldn't be picking the Eagles. Why, why, why do I keep picking the Eagles? <sighs> I think they're going to surprise the Browns and get a victory. Saints, Falcons. I'm going with New Orleans. Bengals and Washington. I'm going to go with uh, Cincinnati. I don't know. They both stink. Lions, Panthers. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. Because I think uh, somebody somebody's out today on the Panthers. Uh, I think it's Bridgewater, isn't it? Teddy Bridgewater, their quarterback? Yeah. Bridgewater's out. So I'm going to go with the Lions. Uh, okay. Steelers, Jaguars. I'm not even going to think about that one. The Steelers are going to crush the Jaguars, I believe. The Ravens and Titans. That could be an exciting little matchup, but I'm going to go... They both lost last week. Who wants it? I'm going to go with Baltimore. I think Baltimore is going to get it. Chargers, Jets. 
I don't know. I'm gonna go with Chargers, but not not confidently because they're both terrible. But the Jets are just so bad. It has to be the Chargers. Packers Colts. Ooh, that's exciting. Are we gonna get that game uh, here in the local market? I hope so. Packers Colts. I'll still go with Green Bay. They're very good. Cowboys Vikings. I'm gonna go with the Vikings. Chiefs Raiders. Oh, that's an ex that's a fun one tonight, boy. Kansas City's my pick. Uh, Seahawks Cardinals already happened, so I'm not I'm not gonna go. Rams Buccaneers. The f the Monday night game. The final game to pick this week. Oh my gosh. Oh, do I go? Do I go Rams? Do I go Buccaneers? I think. I think. I'm God. I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. Ah. Either way, those are my picks for Week Eleven on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Ah, a little crack and smack coming at you on the Birthday Boy Podcast. This is called Same Blood, featuring the Palms. Coming at you. Oh yeah, what do we want to talk about? No. No. I, I don't know. Oh god, these are terrible. Oh yeah, you know? It's funny. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at all my things that I have written down here. I don't like any of this stuff. I don't I don't know if I want to talk about any of this, quite frankly. I will talk about the Fresh Prince reunion on HBO Max. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I loved it. I watched it twice. Kimmy and I watched it, and then I had to watch it again because I just. Man, if you're if you're a fan of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you're gonna love it, I think. And if you're not a fan, if you've never really watched the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, a, what the fuck, and b, you should watch this reunion because it's very good, and maybe it'll make you want to watch some episodes of the Fresh Prince. I don't know. Um, but they had they had Janet Hubert on, who was the original Aunt Viv, who uh, got well. We all thought she got fired halfway into the, or in season three, which would have been halfway the uh, the halfway point of that show. We didn't know at the time. It was six seasons, so three seasons in. We thought she got fired because Will Smith, if, you know, it's pretty pretty well documented. They, they were not on great terms at the end there, and he said some not-so-nice things about her, said she was difficult to work with. She said some not so nice things about him. I don't know. I think she just called him an asshole. And uh, they've they, they've had this feud for a, a very long time. And so we're watching. And then she left the show. Well, it turns out, not to give too much away, but she wasn't fired. They offered. They just you know, I mean, she pretty much was. But they offered her a shit deal. Basically, is what happened. A, a, a shitty contract to renew. And then she didn't take it because it was terrible. And then you find out, like, she was she was difficult. Not She wasn't really difficult. She was just not fun anymore on the set. In the early seasons, she was fun, personable, and then she wasn't. And because she was pregnant, and she was in an abusive relationship, and uh, her husband was abusive, and it was just, yeah, it was just real bad stuff for her. And Will Smith was just kind of, you know, he was like 20 years old or something, he was, so he was a dick. 
And he was obviously, the, you know, he was a rising superstar. And uh, so, yeah, so she was gone. And then they brought in the new Aunt Viv, uh, who was fine, but nobody could replace the original. And um, and she seems like a very sweet, uh, sweet lady. Denise, is that her name? I think her name's Denise. So, anyways, the second Aunt Viv came in, and she was very good. She was not like, oh, my God, I can't watch this show now. But it was just, it was never the same, because the original was the best. And, and she seems like a very sweet lady, the second Aunt Viv. But, uh, yeah, so they're all gathered on the couch watching clips and talking about James Avery. And that's, you know, the waterworks are going there because he died a few years ago. Died, God, he died like seven years ago. It's crazy. Um, but everybody else was there. Will and Alfonso and Tatiana Ali and uh, Hillary. Karen, I can't think of her real name. It's Karen something. And DJ Jazzy Jeff is there, and the second Aunt Viv, and and Jeffrey, you know, everybody's there. They bring out the kid who played Little Nicky, who's probably like 30-something now. Uh, he came out, they had a nice thing with him, and, and then Will said, you know, we can't have, we couldn't have this without having Janet. And, uh, and so then it showed a one-on-one conversation that he had with her. It was really good. And she was, like, really, you know, she kind of didn't hold back. She's like, what the fuck, man? She's like, why did you why did you do it? Why were you such a dick? And he kind of explained it. I, I think he could have done a better job, quite frankly. I think uh, he seemed definitely remorseful. But, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Not enough, maybe? <laughs> she She seemed like she was apologizing more. I don't know, but who knows? Maybe so. Maybe she was more of a dick than she let on, and he was just being nice about it. Either way, you know, at the end of it though, they did both. They both said, "I'm sorry," and uh, you know, she's crying, and he's, you know, and they hug and everything, and uh, you know, they had it out. And she was like, "You know, here's my story, motherfucker. You fucking ruined my career." And talking about like things that I, you know, as a white guy, I would never think about this, but she's like. She's like, do you know when you call a black woman in Hollywood difficult to work with and a dark-skinned black woman at that? Like, that's it. That's the end. I'm finished. She said, you killed my career. My career was dead after that. And he's like, yeah, (laughs) you're right. I'm sorry. (laughs) He didn't say that, but, you know, he didn't didn't dispute those claims. Because, yeah, I mean, why... Where did you see her in anything after Fresh Prince? I, I mean, I didn't, I don't remember seeing her in anything before the Fresh Prince, but still, that was, you know, that was a huge deal. And then, yeah, she's difficult, and so, uh, so she just kind of, you know, she gave him the full thing, and she's like, and I was pregnant, and I was, my husband was abusive, and you got me fucking blacklisted, you killed my career, you son of a bitch. But and then between this, she's like, you know. She's like, boy, it's it's great to see you. You look good. You're still my, you know, you're still my baby. You're so, you know, you're still my nephew. Or, you know, like, it's it's one of those crazy things, like a family. You know, like you have it out with your family or something, and you 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 know you hear about these things of people, you know, having a you know falling out, and they don't talk to each other for years, for decades, for whatever, and then they do, and it's like, yeah, we're still family, and that's that was the thing about that show which you you really get a sense of that in this reunion special is just how close everybody was and how how they really were you know they really became a family which is why I why I really would love for family matters to do something very similar to this you know especially because everybody with the exception of uh 
of uh, of uh, uh, Mother Winslow. Obviously, she was you know Mother Winslow was like a hundred and fifty years old when she was on the show. So of course she's she's long gone. Um, but still, you know, you got Reginald Veljohn. You got everybody, um, right? That I know of. I, I don't think anybody died. I know that uh, that Myra, who was Steve's, uh, who who had a who was infatuated with Steve, who played Justine on the uh, on the Cosby Show, she died. She wasn't a major major character on the show, but she was still a pretty significant character at, at a time. And I, you know. I, but other than that, I mean, all the the principal actors are still alive. Like, and and we all know. Look, they they those guys, the Family Matters group, because I follow them all on Instagram. They all they get together. I mean, not now in COVID, but like a year ago, they got together. Their kids are playing, and they have dinners and stuff, and they have like picnics, and they they hang out. They're all close. So like, and I know they did a reunion for a magazine. I don't know, it was Entertainment Weekly or something a couple of years ago. And they were all there, and they all did a nice reunion. And they did film some of it. So like, okay, I guess that's it. But I, I want, I would love for Family Matters to get the full treatment that Fresh Prince got in a reunion special, because the Fresh Prince reunion was just great. But it was bittersweet because James Avery, he's not there, because <laughs> he can't be, because he's dead. And uh, you know you got you got everybody on Family Matters still alive. I'm not like a huge reunion special guy because they usually are kind of just I don't know they're a little too they're a little too contrived in a lot of ways. Like it just doesn't you don't I don't feel much for a lot of these reunions. I thought the Seinfeld kind of quasi reunion that they did on Curb Your Enthusiasm that was a perfect way to have a Seinfeld reunion to have that reunion exist within the universe of Curb Your Enthusiasm. But it's not officially a Seinfeld reunion, but it still was because they all got together and did an, an episode of Seinfeld, kind of, sort of. So that was cool. Obviously, I'd love to see an office reunion. Uh, I think everybody would love to see an office reunion because we know those guys are they're all very good friends and keep in touch and all that stuff. Even though it, was only, it only just ended seven years ago. Uh, you know, if you wait another 20 or 30 years, there's going to be a lot of people who won't, who won't be making it to that reunion. So you got to figure, hey, while, while uh, Phyllis and Creed and Stanley, uh, you know, some of the older characters on the show are still around, like, come on, let's let's get together. Do a, do a little something. Do it. And look, the Fresh Prince was able to do it during COVID. Clearly, they, they took all the precautions. And, you know, all the crew in the background you could see was wearing masks. These guys, I'm sure, had testing and did all the right things. So that they, you know, quarantined and everything, I'm sure. I would assume <laughs> before filming it. But anyway, uh, the Fresh Prince reunion on HBO Max, it's so good. And the things that they talk about with regard to, you know, they it was a funny show. But I really, you know, watching it as a white suburban kid in my, my happy bubble... It didn't. Uh, it didn't speak to me. I, I acknowledged the you know the the topics of race when they came up, but it didn't. It didn't impact me in any way. So I you know, so the jokes they made a lot of jokes on Fresh Prince. You know when like Will and Carlton were driving and got pull, pulled over, and Carlton is you know he's a knight much like me myself. Carlton, although he's black, uh, he's a rich kid from Bel Air, and and Will's like, all right, Carlton, just you know. Get out, put your hands on the roof, put your, you know, put your hands on the wheel, uh, do everything that you, blah, blah, blah. And Carlton's like, oh, come on, Will, our, the officer's our friend, he's here to help. And then uh, immediately, you know, Carlton goes to shake the officer's hand. Hello, good evening, officer, we're glad, you know, and the officer's like, hands on the wheel. 
you know, and, and then they get out and <laughs> Will Will assumes the position. He puts his head on the on the hood of the car and all that stuff. And there's there's all these things that made me laugh watching it, but I didn't. Again, being a white guy from the suburbs, that's that doesn't speak to me in the way that it speaks to other people. You know, black people who could, in particular, who can relate to that. So like, so you know, going back and and watching those scenes again. I mean, there's a scene where Jazz is in the courtroom. And he's got his hands up, and the the bailiff just wants him to, you know, truth the whole truth, all that stuff. And jazz, and they're like, Jazz, it's okay. He's the bailiff. You just have to, you just have to swear to tell the truth. And Jazz is like, Nope. It's like I'm keeping my hands up. Next thing I know, I've got six warning shots in my back. And it's you know, big gets a big laugh, and it's like, Oh my god. And and as Will Smith says in the in the show, he in the special, he says, you know, it's it's just as relevant, if not more so, today than it was thirty years ago. And then he pauses and he said, which is really sad, and it's true. As funny as that show was, there was a lot of you know social commentary, and much of it didn't really, you know, because it didn't it wasn't speaking directly to me. Uh, it 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 didn't go over my head. I just I laughed at it and then moved on because it didn't affect me. And uh, I didn't, I didn't know, and I thought maybe to some extent they're they're exaggerating about what it's like for black people and the police and that whole that whole thing, you know, the social injustices and those those kinds of things. And I, I, and, and you know, now I know, now we all know, uh, just how how real that is. And it was, if anything, they 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 didn't exaggerate; they played it down thirty years ago. But it, you know, it was probably probably relevant at that time. And now it would be it would be tame compared to what we're seeing happening in the last uh, six, seven years, uh, between the, the police and people of color. Anyway, the Fresh Prince reunion, it's funny. You'll la- you will laugh. You will cry. <laughs> it's just great. It was just fucking it was beautiful. I loved it. And it's you know, it's one of my favorite shows. I love Fresh Prince. I would love to see lots of reunions. I'd love to see. Look, I know they had Girl Meets World, so that's kind of like a Boy Meets World reunion because they got all the all the characters back. But uh, shit, man, Mr. Feeney's still alive, and I know. Oh, look, I don't want Mr. Feeney. I don't want him traveling. I, I, you know, I don't want him going anywhere. But yeah, they could do something virtually with him, or they could. Eh, there's there's things to do. Just want you know. I'm I'm big on the. I'm I'm big on some of these reunions. I'm not big on all of them, uh, but. Anyway, what we got was a Fresh Prince reunion. I'm very happy about that. We get the reunions of the shows that I don't really give a shit if they never, you know, we get we get uh, how many seasons, four or five seasons of Fuller House where you get to see the Tanners back together. And we sat down and watched the first episode just as, oh, this would be neat to see Bob Saget, to see Stamos and all those guys come back. And, like, you know, obviously Aunt Becky won't be filming any, <laughs> any episodes of anything anytime soon, but... You know, I was like, I, I was watching, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't care about, I don't care what happened to what Kimmy Gibbler's up to now. I don't care. I know a lot of people do, and they watch the show, but like, I want to know, I want to see, uh, you know, more Family Matters. If we got Fuller House, let's let's bring back the Winslows. I want to see, uh, I want to see Jaleel White as a 40-something-year-old <laughs> put on those Urkel glasses and talk like this, because this is what he sounds like now. Did I do that? Anyway. Uh, that's all. The Fresh Prince reunion is really worth checking out on HBO Max. It's so good. I just loved it. 
All right, I'm gonna get some water. I'll be right back. Ah, one more sip. I'm gonna wrap this up soon, I think, because I just I just wanna watch football and play video games today. Anyway. What's everybody doing for Thanksgiving? It's funny to watch like all my New York friends. Cause I guess that's the, the thing in New York is ten people, no more than ten people. Which is not unreasonable. Again, it's a global pandemic. It's not unreasonable to just say, you know what, we're going to just skip the whole thing this year. <clears throat> the whole Thanksgiving, Christmas thing. Oh, but I don't, I'm not going to have my mashed potatoes with my family. <laughs> I'm not going to eat shitty stuffing with, the, with my family. Yeah, it sucks. God damn it, like, a lot of people want to have... We're we're staying home. We're skipping the whole fucking thing. We're, you know... I mean, most Thanksgivings, uh, two of the last six... Let's see. <clears throat> one, two, three, four... One of the last four Thanksgivings we celebrated with, with family, with other people. Otherwise, I mean, we've been, we've been doing a quarantine pandemic Thanksgiving... The last five years, pretty much. And uh, and it's actually nice. You know something? That's the thing. People are so fucking... I can't, I can't have my things. I can't not have the traditional Thanksgiving with my family. The turkey and all the twimmings with the aunts and uncles and cousins. I can't go. I can't do it. We can't do it. Of course, if you did that shit like seven months ago, we probably wouldn't have a problem right now. And we could all just go and do Thanksgiving. It's these same fuckers who are like, huh. Eh, Fuck that, I don't going to wear a mask. You tell me, take away my liberties. Tell me what to do. And now they're the ones, you know, the rest of us are staying home. <laughs> These fuckers are the ones going out. I'm having dinner at a restaurant. You can't tell me what to do. Take my liberties away. Uh-uh. I'm going to have dinner with my my whole family. We're going to get the grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles and uh, my kids and my cousins. And we're going to get to a restaurant, eat inside, and celebrate the uh, birthday. It's nice. Oh, isn't that fun for you? And that's why that's why they're telling us not to have Thanksgiving together. Because you fucking couldn't stop going to a restaurant all summer long. God forbid you don't go to a fucking restaurant and get takeout instead. You could still support your local businesses. You could still support your restaurants. And not set foot in those places. You can, you can support local businesses without even knowing where they are located locally. It's pretty easy. It's pretty goddamn easy. And am I like the great, uh, <laughs> am I the great philanthropist who's out there just throwing money at all the mom and pop? Sh no, I'm not. But we, you know, the times that we do, we order some takeout, we get pizza, some local pizza, local sushi, local whatever, <clears throat> you know. And I don't set foot in the restaurant because that's insane. I think that's insane. And now here we are. It's worse than it's ever been. And they're saying, hey, listen, maybe don't travel this year. Maybe do a virtual Thanksgiving. Maybe, uh, you know, have your Thanksgiving outside. You want to have Thanksgiving? Have it outside in little pods. 
I don't think anybody's saying that, but I'm saying that. If you really need to have a fucking Thanksgiving, if you really can't f- go one year without disgusting turkey and <laughs> and a bunch of people that you only see once, Thanksgiving's so great. It's, a, it's food that nobody would ever eat, ever. In any other circumstance, maybe maybe you have turkey at Christmas. Maybe that's the one other time. But Thanksgiving and Christmas, you you have t- food that you would never eat under any circumstances ever, and with people that you would, in some instances, in many instances, with many people I know, you would never socialize with at all. You only see these people once a year, at Thanksgiving and or Christmas. And that's it. And you eat this shitty food that you would never, you know, go to a restaurant in April and be like, hey, I'll have a turkey dinner, please, with stuffing. Tell you what, have 4th of July. Put away, you can turn off the barbecue grill. Save the hot dogs and hamburgers and the steak and the chicken. Have a nice big turkey. Set out, get the fine china, put a nice tablecloth down. Before you go out to watch the fireworks, gather everybody around the table have a big turkey, carve the turkey, have mashed potatoes, have stuffing, have sweet potatoes, cranberry sauce, all that shit. Have all that stuff. Have a Thanksgiving dinner in July. Yeah, no, because it sucks. Because Thanksgiving dinner is fucking terrible. And I'm not like, I don't hate turkey, but yeah, I you know, it's great. You eat it on Thanksgiving, put some gravy, like, okay, there's the turkey for the year. And then, uh, <laughs> and then that's it. We one Thanksgiving we had steak. It was fantastic. Like this, now you're talking. The Thanksgiving steak. That was that was a home run. We're gonna have, to, but we're gonna have turkey this year because it, you know, it's uh, it means a lot to to others to whom I'm related by marriage <laughs> to have a turkey. So we got a turkey and a nice a turkey that'll feed four. And we'll have a nice turkey. And Kimmy does a great job. She makes, uh, two years ago was the last time she made Thanksgiving dinner. Last year, last year we went to a family, uh, had a big family. My parents were up, up in town and uh, went to my aunt and uncle's house. And that was a really nice time and really good food. And this is somebody who doesn't, uh, yeah, I'm not particularly fond. I, I hate stuffing. I hate, fucking hate, I don't, like, it's just a mush with like bread and sauce, it's 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 a lot of things that I would normally like. Oh, bread, yeah, I like bread. That's good. Sausage is nice. I like that. And it's like it's like creamy. <laughs> it's just cra- you know, like mush. Why why can't you just have why? How about a sausage McMuffin? How about a how about a La Poopy sandwich? <laughs> the stuffing basically is La Poopy. Just, you know, put it in a blender or something. I don't know what you do to make stuffing, but it's it's gross. I've tried to like it many times, and it's disgusting. And these, like, casseroles. It's just, Thanksgiving is turkey, mashed potatoes, and a bunch of food that would taste good on its own, but that they make it, it's all this other food that would otherwise be good. But for Thanksgiving, let's make it moist. Let's take all these foods that we like otherwise, and we'll make them moist and put them into a glass dish. And or maybe stuff it in the turkey's ass. We'll shove. We'll make stuffing. We'll put it in the turkey's anus, and we'll cook them all at the same time. And then we'll like, okay. But you just do this one. It's so good that you just do it the one time a year. Then this is it. And we're not going to do this 
Are we going to just like, we'll have this in February too. Cause we like it so much or would no. Oh, just, just the one, just that one Thursday in November because it's so good because we, we love these dinners, these Turkey dinners so much. We're just good. Okay. And that's why, and that's where we're at. We have people who are literally going to die for their, uh, moist, uh, bread and sausage and their turkey with the moist food stuffed in the anus. And they're going to literally, literally people are going to die for this, for this scrumptious feast. <laughs> and they're going to kill others. I'm, it's not even an exaggeration. That's the crazy thing. And it's like, oh, it's, oh, you're being, you're being melodramatic. You're, you're overreacting. Like, well, yeah, I mean, not, it's not like you're going to walk in <clears throat> to a Thanksgiving dinner and everybody's going to drop dead. And everybody's going to be dead a week later or even a month later. Are most people going to survive their Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there are people who are going to die directly as a result of having Thanksgiving dinner. And there are people who are going to die as a result of people who had a Thanksgiving dinner. People who are going to stay home from Thanksgiving dinner and do the right thing. But they're going to go grocery shopping a week later or something. I, I don't know. They're going to be somewhere. And some fucking thing's gonna happen. So anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy to me how much people are are unwilling to give up <laughs> a meal that is so good that we only have it once a year, anyways, with people who are so interesting to be around that we only see them once a year. <laughs> okay, go have it then. Go go sit with your interesting people and have your delicious food that's definitely not overrated because it's just so it's so good that to even have it a second time during the year would just your head would explode with the deliciousness of a fucking turkey and moist bread stuffed in its anus. Yeah. Go go enjoy. Enjoy your meal. <laughs> Anyways, I can't wait. I can't wait to see all the pictures. I just it'll be fun. Facebook is going to be a flood of uh, of assholes <laughs> having, and they're gonna be. Uh, I can't. You know, some are gonna brag about like, uh, oh, I had more than ten. I better lock me up. Doi, 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 doi. Oh, that's good. You can't fucking just. I don't know. Go go to it. Go have at it. Enjoy. That's fun. I'm I may be on a ventilator now, but at least I had my my wet sausage and bread that came out of a, a warm turkey's ass. Oh, it was worth it. <laughs> and I got to see those relatives who I fucking despise. And I wish we didn't even see them on Thanksgiving, but we do. At least it's just once a year. But damn it, uh, Governor Cuomo, uh, Governor Baker, uh, Governor Sununu is not going to take that, take away my Thanksgiving liberties. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's just that's the only thing. That's the only thing more delicious than the Thanksgiving meal itself is getting to see. The spiking, skyrocketing COVID cases that are going to happen by the time we get to Christmas. And then we're going to get to Christmas. And I think we all know, I think we've all heard this record before. <laughs> it's, uh, we're going to get to Christmas and they're going to say, hey, 
because of all the fucking Thanksgiving gatherings that you idiots had back in November, uh, now we're really, really in bad shape. And if you get together for Christmas, uh, as these next few months, January and February, just get colder and colder, and more people are inside and the flu and the thing, all this is going to happen, you know, Christmas and New Year's, boy, oh boy, that's really a big no-no. You did Thanksgiving, and now we're all paying for it, so maybe you shouldn't do Christmas. And I think we know how that's going to go. Will you tell me, Governor Cuomo, Governor Baker, you're not going to tell me, no Governor Sununu's not going to tell me what to do. I have my liberties. <laughs> I'm going to have my second turkey, Christmas turkey, Christmas ham. Another, that's the thing about ham. I don't know what people eat Christmas. What's the thing that people mostly eat for Christmas? I Personally, <clears throat> we have always done, I don't know, like uh, my dad did, used to do, uh, you know, like a roast, whatever. What the fuck does he do? Like a roast beef kind of thing? And it's delicious. Oh, my God. It's just mouth-watering. Oh, it's so good. And, uh, you know, the family dish. Going back to my grandmother is a beef stroganoff, which I love. That's something my mom always makes that on Thanksgiving or on Christmas. Uh, a few years ago, uh, the last Christmas that we had uh, when we still lived in North Carolina, Kimmy and I did the Christmas dinner and we made beef Wellington. Uh, and it was, <laughs> don't mind saying, it was fucking awesome. It was like maybe my favorite Christmas meal ever. It was so good. Beef Wellington is not easy to make. Look it up if you want. I mean, you have to make a pastry. There's like a pastry crust that goes, it's beef, and there's a pastry around it, and and there's, uh, uh, God, what are the, what are the, is it, uh, is it, is it, is it, is it pate? It's like pate, escargot. It's pate that goes, so there's, there's pate inside the pastry, right? Isn't that it? Beef Wellington? Let me look it up. I don't even remember. My mouth is watering. Beef Wellington is uh, English pie made of filet steak. Yeah, pate. Uh, coated with pate. Uh, wrapped in Parma ham. No, I didn't do ham. Puff pastry, then baked. I'm t- this is. I'm looking at a picture of it now. I mean, you just picture. Oh, it's the delicious steak. Yeah, delicious filet. And you wrap it. Basically, it looks, it almost, you know, if you do it right, it looks like a giant pastry, like a giant pastry log almost. And the pastry surrounds the beef, and inside the pastry, there's there's layers to it. And the pate, the pate is inside the pastry, and then underneath the, the final layer is the, is the steak. It's so goddamn good. You know something? I'll tell you what's happening this year. We'll, well, we'll see. Since we're not, I mean, we're not going, we're not going anywhere. This will be our first Christmas, well, it won't. We've had, we've had Christmas Eves and Christmas Days here in New Hampshire. And then, you know, later in the afternoon, we've never had a Christmas Day dinner. Uh, the, we had, because we, we, we live in New Hampshire, we go to, we go to North Carolina to see the family. We usually are in North Carolina for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, in re- there's been a couple years where we fly down Christmas Day morning. The kids uh, have to feverishly <laughs> open their presents from Santa and then get dressed and then leave all their presents for a week. And then we, <laughs> we run to the airport and fly down. 
and uh, it's very stressful, but it's very it's very nice, and it's very disappointing. We won't be going down to North Carolina this year for Christmas, and entirely because of COVID, because that's a long trip. Uh, <clears throat> it either requires an airport and an airplane, which that ain't happening anytime soon. I'm not doing that fucking trip. I'm not doing any air travel anytime soon. And if not air travel, then uh, it's a long drive with many stops to get gas, to go to the bathroom, to possibly stay in a hotel overnight, to get food, to this and that. And yes, oftentimes that all takes place in the same stop, but still, you you have to stop several times. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to do that for the sake of me and my family, uh, my kids and wife, also for my immediate family who we would be visiting if i if we pick up something and we don't know it because we're not showing symptoms and then we get down there and we're spreading germs to everybody staying with them for a week and then or or they have something that they pass to us and we bring it up here and spread it around and shit like that eh, no you know sorry it sucks but uh, as i keep saying i'd rather skip one year of these activities and have many more to come as opposed to go down and have it end up be the last one, because we fucking killed each other from COVID. But anyway, uh, yeah. So last year we flew down on Christmas Day. A few, the few Christmases before that, I think we were we got there maybe a day or two before Christmas and had Christmas Eve and everything. And you know, luckily Santa is able to. We we're able to leave a note in New Hampshire where Santa brings presents here, but also say, hey, we're not gonna be here. Uh, and then he accommodates, which is really cool. Santa brings the presents down to uh, down to North Carolina at whichever grandparents' house we're staying at on Christmas Eve, and uh, leaves a couple of things for the kids every year. So that's cool. But this year, we're not. Oh, and there was the one year that we drove down on Christmas Day. We left. I believe it was the same calendar as this year. Christmas was on a Friday, so we had our Christmas, got up, presents, all that stuff, and then got packed. Hopped in the car and drove down. Yeah, we stayed in Washington D.C. I remember right around the corner from the White House. I remember going out to, uh, you know, after we unloaded the luggage, I went to go park the car, and uh, boy, there was tons of parking available right there. I mean, I, I basically parked, you know, in front of the White House more or less, which was nice. Um, anyway. That year, our Christmas dinner was Burger King at a rest stop in New Jersey, at one of the uh, one of those one of those nice rest stops there along I ninety five, just outside of the city. <clears throat> so we had a nice Thanksgiving, or a nice Christmas uh, cheeseburger, Whopper, and fries. Anyway, I'm looking at this beef Wellington though, and I'm, uh, the, the wheels are turning. I'm thinking, hey, this might this is the opportunity now because now when we go down to North Carolina, everybody else cooks and everything. It was it was very difficult to to get to be able to do one Christmas dinner. It's not it's not easy. There's a lot of people who want to, which is nice. I guess it's a good problem to have to be in a family of people who everybody wants to cook and, and entertain and host meals and dinners and things like that. And it's nice after a you know after a long trip, whether it's a flight or a drive down, to not have to uh, you know to go to either you know either grandparents' house, go to my sister and brother-in-law's house and have them make food. That's nice. But since we are not going anywhere for this Christmas, I'm looking at this beef Wellington, and I'm thinking, man, oh man, maybe we, uh, 
maybe we do this again. I, 2014, yeah, I had I had that year. 2013, Thanksgiving 2013 was the first time that I baked anything. I made a I made a peach cobbler, which was it was a little a little runny, and it wasn't as solid as it, it should have been. A little a little too liquidy, but the taste, oh man, it was great. Tasted delicious. Uh, and then I really, I kind of got the bug for like, ah, I want to do this. I made, I made old fashioned fudge that year for Christmas and, uh, peanut butter fudge. And then I just started, you know, doing all, I made, uh, oh God, that, uh, cheesecake factory, the carrot cake cheesecake, which is one of my favorite desserts made that tasted exactly like it. You can't get a good cider donut, uh, you know, any farther South of New York and New England and certainly not in North Carolina. And uh, so I was just so craving cider donuts that I, you know, found a recipe, made up, made cider donuts that Christmas or New Year's or something, and then made them the following fall. And they were pretty damn good. I made glazed donuts that were pretty damn good. And that's not easy. That's, there's a lot of timing stuff that goes into doing that shit, uh, you know, with the deep frying and all that. <clears throat> fudge is, old-fashioned fudge is really hard to make too. And I, I, when you, when you, when you take it out of the you know, you have to get one of those, you know, you need a candy thermometer to time the, to time the, the, the heat temperature, get the temperature and the timing needs to be just right. And the one mistake I made was when I took it out, I think I had put it on the marble countertop and the, the temperature of the cold marble solidified the fudge too quickly. All that meant was that the fudge was just, instead of a nice block where you could cut a piece with a knife, it was just very crumbly. The taste, however, perfect, perfect fudge. And then I found this peanut butter fudge recipe that was really easy, and you could just like even do it in the microwave. Anyway, I'm thinking, I'm starting to think like, why? Maybe this is the Christmas to like bring some of that shit back. Because the only time I bake now, once a year, I make a pecan pie for Thanksgiving. It's one of the, I mean, that's that's truly you know. When you're done eating your overrated turkey dinner, I love mashed potatoes. I love dinner rolls. You know, turkey with great. It's all good. It's all good. But I mean, let's be honest. The pie. That's that's where it's at. Having all those going to a big Thanksgiving dinner where everybody brings something, and usually the thing that people bring is a dessert. So you've got you know apple pies and pumpkin pies and cherry pie and chocolate pie and blueberry pie and pecan pie and you know everything cheesecake i mean it was yeah it was spectacular but but you know when it's just the four of us i make a, a pecan pie and the kids aren't like super into it they like it but not not crazy like i do that's my favorite pie and kimmy loves it too and we just oh my god we just devour that thing it tastes so goddamn good it's the best pecan pie i'm like yeah, yes i'm fully tooting my own horn that i've i can i can bake when the when the occasion calls for it and it's not that difficult. Baking is very easy. If you know how to read, then you know how to bake. Because they, they that's the great thing about modern society, is you can just look at a piece of paper, a recipe, as it's called, and you can they give you the instructions. And you say, Oh, is that that's how I do it? That's how oh, that's I just I just do the what they tell me to, and then I measure the things like they tell me, and then I put the things in at the time when they tell me to do it, and then I put it on the temperature in the oven that they're telling me, and then when it's done. I do, you know, I take it out, and then uh, and then I have a dessert. Anyway, German, yeah, 2014, so we hosted Christmas Day, and I made beef wellington. I had, I put uh, t uh, almonds, or not almonds, I think it was pecans, or I don't remember which nuts. 
maybe it was almonds toasted toasted them in the you know i sprinkled the i don't even know what i sprinkled on them to sweeten the you know sugar and everything <clears throat> and i had some kind of some kind of thing that i brushed on them too some kind of sweet uh buttery sweet kind of thing that you that you marinate the nuts and then you sprinkle the sugar on it and put it in the uh put it in the oven it was oh my god so good yeah toasted almonds and toasted uh, pecans and uh, all that shit. It was great. We had candy. I had like, I had mulled, <laughs> mulled wine or I, I don't know. I had these like hot toddies, this hot, you know, just real nice stuff. Beef Wellington and, uh, oh, what else? I, I made an Alabama lane cake, which is like, it's kind of a fruit cake, but a, if fruit cakes were good, it tastes good. And it has, it's, it has like drizzled, and coconut is on it, I think, and, and you put, you top it with, you know, cherries are on the top, and I, I don't even remember, but it's really tasty. It's really nice. It has the cakey part, and then in the middle has that, that drizzle kind of gets in there, and it's, ah, oh, it's, it's really good. And I made German chocolate cake, which is one of my favorites, and I don't know, I used to, I used to do all this stuff all the time. I'm not saying I'm going to make all this shit this year. Especially uh, as I'm as I'm trying to keep this weight that I've lost, uh, I'm I'm trying to keep myself from finding it again, as I often do at this time of the year. But uh, man, I'm looking at this beef Wellington. Yeah, uh, eh, we'll see. We'll see. That would be nice. That would be a nice Christmas meal. I'll tell you. We'll get our Christmas Eve uh, sushi and Chinese food. We'll do the we'll do the Christmas Eve thing that we did last year. You know. Which is, it's usually crappy, <laughs> because everybody's ordering sushi in Chinese on Christmas Eve, and uh, so I think they're just, they're basically all hands on deck at the sushi joints, I just, you know, firing off these sushi platters one after another after another, so the sushi that we had last year was really crappy, and it's, it's some of my favorite, it's from my favorite sushi restaurant in town, Crane Restaurant, which I now, boy, there's some good ones, there's Feng, feng Shui, and there's walk and roll, uh, and there's an oh Sakura is really good. There's a there's a multitude of really good sushi joints, and I'm I'm shocked they they don't have any good pizza. They, well, there's two there's two decent pizza places, um, but New England's not really a place to go for pizza. But boy, I'll tell you, Nashua has some good ass sushi. New England, lots of good sushi. Anyway. It wasn't so good though last year on Christmas Eve because you could tell, boy, they just <laughs> they just whipped this shit together as fast as they could to get it out the door. Uh, but we'll see. We'll have we'll have our Christmas Eve sushi and uh, maybe Christmas Day beef Wellington. We'll see. It ain't easy to make, but it's certainly we did it before. We can do it again. Oh, and it's so good. I don't know. It's nice cutting into like this pastry, and there's pate. And there's steak inside of it. That's delicious. But we'll be doing it alone <laughs> in our own home. Not traveling anywhere. Certainly not getting on a plane. And and I will not feel as though my liberties have been taken away in any way, shape, or form. Because it's not just somebody arbitrarily asks us to stay home for the holidays. It's like, oh, hey, there's a pandemic that's still killing thousands of people. A quarter of a million have died in the last eight months. So, eh, all right, I'll stay home. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, go go eat your turkey. <laughs> go, 
go risk your lives and the lives of others for your turkey. But then again, maybe that's maybe that's part of your scheme. If you have these Thanksgivings where it's just a bunch of relatives that you only see once a year and who you whom you don't particularly want to see even that one time per year. And so maybe your thought is, hey, if there's a chance I could uh <laughs> there's a chance I could kill uh, Uncle Stevie. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't have an Uncle Stevie. But if there's a chance I could uh, I could off one of these relatives that I'm not too fond of, and yeah, maybe that's your... Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's your devious plot. Wow. That is a... Uh, that is, that's really something. It's quite, quite dastardly. If that is in fact your, your plan. Those of you having your large gatherings this year. I wonder if the uh, I wonder if the Womack family will be having their holiday spectacular on Hilton Head Island. I should ask Cliff. Hmm, it's very curious. I mean, it's getting close. We're a month away. What's the twenty twenty second? We're we're just over a month from Christmas, and we're only a few days from Thanksgiving. It's got to be, you know, Grandma Cliff has to really be the wheels have to be turning in her head. Like, how oh, what's she gonna do? Is she gonna have the is she gonna have the big spectacular? Hmm. Anyway. All right, I'm going to take another break, and then, uh, I don't know, was I done talking? Yeah, I guess I guess that's it, Thanksgiving, right? Pretty overrated meal, pretty overrated event, and, uh, and naturally, m- millions of Americans are willing to die to preserve, to preserve this sacred event filled with food we don't really like, and people we might not be particularly fond of. All right, sign me up. Let's do it. More than 10 people. Come on. All right, I got to get more water. I'll be back. All right. Another sip. All the streets were silent in the still of the night when I first decided. Oh, that's good. That's real good. This is uh, Bad Sons, Unstable. <clears throat> and the last song was Argonaut and the Wasp, Chops. So this is Bad Sons with Unstable. Good stuff, good stuff. Got the Christmas tree up. Got the decorations up last night. It was a nice, pretty mild day. Oh, it's just such a schlep. It's such a schlep. But it's, uh, you know, it's nice. It's fun. We have all our stuff in this one storage closet. So we get out the Halloween stuff. And the Halloween stuff basically stays up until the Christmas stuff is ready because... To go to the storage closet and put the Halloween stuff away. And then to come back later to get the Christmas stuff out. It's like, eh, let's just do this all. <laughs> let's let's be efficient here. So you go over, pack up all the Halloween stuff. Take the Halloween stuff to the storage unit. Get the Christmas stuff. Bring the Christmas stuff back. Take all the Christmas stuff out. Put up all the Christmas stuff. Empty out all the bins of Christmas stuff. Take the empty bins back to the storage unit. And then this also serves as the time of year where we put away bikes. 
<clears throat> excuse me. We put away bikes for the year, summer, you know, tennis rackets. I have a I have a milk crate filled with uh, whatever balls, <laughs> balls, bats. This is summer shit. Put all that stuff away. The whole thing. The the the, the what do you call them? The beach chairs, boogie boards, all that stuff. It goes into the storage thing. So it kind of makes it makes for kind of a long day, but it's nice at the end when it's all over, and we order some pizza. Yeah, speaking of Nashua pizza, we tried seven star pizza. Because you figure, boy, that's like five star pizza, but with two extra stars, it must really be good. And I've never heard anyone say anything good about it, so it must be just really, really just like thanks. It's the Thanksgiving dinner of pizza joints here in Nashua. It's so good. It's such a seven-star experience that nobody eats there, and when they do, they talk about how much it sucks. So we, But we wanted to try it, and I, little did I know that it was Greek pizza. Fucking New England with these Greek pizza joints. I, I, I don't get it. There's one, there's one very good Greek pizza place in Nashua. It's called Nashua House of Pizza. By the way, if you're in New England, if you're in Massachusetts, if you're in New Hampshire, and there's a pizza place, and it's called Blank House of Pizza... Nashua House of Pizza, <clears throat> Hollis House of Pizza, Marblehead House of Pizza, whatever. It's it means it's Greek. It's a Greek Greek pizza place. Blank House of Pizza means it's it's not Italian pizza. Um, which is uh, whatever. It's okay. But Nashua House of Pizza is actually quite good. I do I really really like their pizza. I think their crust is fantastic. So I'm not really one to go out of my way to get a Greek pizza, but I do like I do like Nashua House of Pizza. Sopranos Pizza is probably my favorite in Nashua. That's as that's as close to New York a real Italian pizza as I've found in this fair city of ours. Uh, There's a pizza place called Bob's, which is that's it's pretty good. It's pretty decent. That's you know. It's similar to Sopranos. Oh, Espresso Pizza. That's another good one. That's probably... That's up there. I, I would really... Yeah, Bob, never mind Bob's. Don't bother with Bob. People love Bob's because it's nostalgic. Bob's has been around forever, and it closed for a few years, and then they reopened it, and everybody's flipping out like, Oh, we got, Bob, we got Bob's Pizza again. And like, okay. <clears throat> and I've had it a couple times. It's fine. It's perfectly acceptable. It's perfectly fine. It's, it is one of the better pizza places in Nashua. But that's really a pretty easy. It's 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 not a. There's a low bar. The bar is set pretty low. But Sopranos is good. There used to be a place called uh, I don't know Portland Pie. That was good, but that's gone. There's a place called Mike's Pie, which is in Massachusetts. It's just over in or no? Is it no? It's not. It's in Hudson. Is it in Hudson or is it in Tingsboro? It's either in Hudson or Tingsboro. It's right on the border. But that's pretty good. They do actually a pretty good Sicilian pizza, which is impossible to find good Sicilian pizza here in New England. Even in the North End in Boston, which is, you know, that's that's where the Italians are. That's where the good Italian food is. That's where the best pizza is. And Cam and I, over the summer, ate at a pizza place. And it was fucking awful. It was just like a... The, the, the New Englanders make this pizza, the, this um, Sicilian pizza in New England, where the it tastes like the, the, the crust, the dough, it's just like... It's like on a sponge. It's so goddamn thick and airy. There's just air pockets in it. 
and it's too saucy. And the New Englanders, they love this sweet sauce for reasons that I don't understand why they put the sweet sauce on all their pizza. Enough with the fucking sweet sauce. Even Sopranos, I think, has their sauce is a little sweet. I don't get it. Kiss my ass. But espresso, that's good. That's good, uh, you know, New York style. They say New York style pizza, which really, pizza is what that's called. But when you're someplace that's other than New York, they have to say it. So you go, oh, New York pizza, New York style pizza. That must be good if it tastes like the pizza in New York. Well, no, it's just supposed to taste like, that's what pizza is supposed to taste like. But so many people are so bad at making pizza, which is weird. Because pizza's, it's pizza. There's a hand, there's a few ingredients and you just, you cook it, you heat it, you make it hot. You put the ingredients together so that they are hot. Uh, anyway. Kimmy makes marvelous pizza. Uh, I, I love Kimmy's pizza. I really love it. Anyways, <clears throat> yeah, Sopranos pizza, espresso pizza, Nashua House of Pizza. So we tried the seven-star pizza. It basically tasted, it was a Greek pizza. It tasted like Nashua House of Pizza if Nashua House of Pizza was sh way shittier. And that's what it tasted like. Soggy French fries to come with it. Eh, okay, that's enough. But my quest is, I'm, I'm trying to, when we, we order from a different place every time, because I want to try all the pizza in Nashua, because I'm convinced that there has to be a secret pizza joint that nobody ever raves about, nobody ever tells anybody about, nobody ever mentions when people ask for pizza recommendations on the sounding board, and I am just have completely overlooked it, and eventually I'm going to, or it's a pizza place that people, because they're New Englanders and they don't know what good pizza tastes like, that they think it's good, or, 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 excuse me, because they think all these crappy places are really good. And so I want, um, uh, I was hoping maybe, just maybe seven-star pizza, because nobody nobody has a lot of uh, particularly flattering things to say about seven-star pizza. So I thought, well, maybe maybe it's actually really good, and people just don't know what they're talking about. No, it's it's not good at all. It's really not good at all. And, uh, and then I realized why they offered two large cheese pizzas for $15 or $16, which is a hell of a deal. And now we just have a, a full large cheese pizza sitting in the fridge that uh, I'm going to have to do something with it. So I'm, I think I know what my lunch is today, unfortunately. A whole cheese pizza just for me. We watched Home Alone 1 and 2. And the kids watched a little bit of Elf, put the decorations, put the ornaments, put all the shit up. We're ready. We had, you know, Christmas music was playing. It's all good. We're ready for Christmas. And it was very strange because Kimmy and I were putting some ornaments on the tree. And I said, man, does it feel like we just did this like uh, yesterday? And she said, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. And last year we put our ornaments up in the first weekend of November. Like a week after Halloween we had our Christmas decorations up because we had four straight weekends where we were doing things. And it would be practically Christmas Eve by the time we could put anything up. So we put it up way super early. Took everything down in the middle of January. Usually, there's many times where we leave the Christmas tree because it's a fake tree. Because I like having it up for a long time. I don't want to... I, I love the smell of a real tree and all that stuff. Um, but I don't want to just have it up for a couple weeks and then it dries out and you have to toss it. I like the fake tree because you can put it up... You can put up a fucking month before Thanksgiving if you want. You can take it out in May. And there's been one or two times where it was right around May 1st that we took it down. <laughs> and uh, oftentimes we're well into February or even March. 
Uh, I like to have it down by January, but sometimes we just we let it go because it's it's cozy, it's nice, it's pretty to look at. Um, but last year was maybe the earliest earliest that we put it up, earliest that we took it down, and and now this is this is right around the time, usually the weekend before or the weekend after Thanksgiving is when we set everything up, and it's just the fucking you know time doesn't exist anymore because of COVID, so we're we're just like oh. Oh yeah, this feels like ten minutes ago we were doing this. This does not. It doesn't feel like any time has passed since the last time we put up this shit. But like I said, time doesn't exist anymore. I mean, time doesn't exist at all. I've said this before in the podcast. It's an illusion, right? It's just one long day. There's just one day. There's not days. There's just one long thing. We're just we just use the sun to measure. We came up with a pretty good system to say, okay, well. It takes us this long to go around the sun. Uh, the The Earth spins, and then the sun comes up. You know, the Earth spins around, and then we get to see the sun for a few hours. For, you know, for this <laughs> for this amount of time, and uh, and then it goes away. Okay, well that's a day, and then the, we go around it, and that's a year, and then we okay we can pretty much we can do a pretty good scientific pinpointing of how long this takes because it's it's about the same amount of time every year. I give or take a few milliseconds, but we're pretty much we we pretty much right on target here. So that's good. Okay, we'll call that time, and we'll measure <laughs> the distance because we, uh, we now we have a way to measure our stay here on this earth. <laughs> it's a nice metric that we've we've created. But really, when you you think about it, we just you know we came up with time we used the sun that the, the sun was helpful it was just, if there was no sun i mean it would be pretty fucking cold uh, but boy it would sure be hard to uh, if there was no if there was nothing it was just dark just black you look up in the sky and it's just black no stars no moon no sun and we were able to survive in that that kind of cold <clears throat> it would it would be a lot more difficult to say okay how how old are things <laughs> But we came up with this say, hey, we got this big ball in the sky. We'll use that. We'll let's make something called time. Okay, that's great. And uh, we won't just call years and months. And we'll have minutes. We'll have seconds. We'll have all these different, so many different units of measurement uh, to to measure time. But really, you think about it. There's no such thing as time. We're just here. Uh, you know, we're alive. Stuff happens, and then we die. And uh, when you think about it, I mean, the dinosaurs, they say, oh, the dinosaurs have been gone millions, they walked the earth millions and millions of years ago. Not really. The dinosaurs were here today. It was just, you know, if you want to, I mean, and that's why time is so helpful because it's hard to, to show the relationship between these things without using time measurement. But the dinosaurs were here today. (laughs) <laughs> they walked the same planet that we're walking. They walked on the same ground that we walked on, under the same sky and all that shit. Just it was just much much earlier today. There wasn't you know it's they were they were here, and and relative to much much older things, it wasn't that long ago, I guess. <laughs> relative to the universe, I suppose it was you know, snap of a finger was the last time the dinosaurs were here. Anyway. This, you know, but that's why the Birthday Boy podcast, that's such a relevant name. I wasn't born on May 24th. We made up months, so we knew how long it would take us to go around the sun. I was really born today. So were you. 
Well, happy birthday, my friends. Every day is your birthday. Every day is my birthday. And that's why I say to you, the Birthday Boy podcast transcends space, time, the universe, existence itself. We will all fall someday, but the Birthday Boy podcast shall live on forever. So, is it's I guess it's my it's my Horcrux. Let's call it that. <laughs> One of my many Horcruxes. It'll keep me immortal. I shall not perish, for the Birthday Boy podcast will live on for all time. Until the end of time. Uh, Alright, I'll be right back. To the Birthday Boy Podcast. These games are underway, and right now, I'm not doing so well. This is called Somebody's Child Jungle. So, yeah, these football games. Uh, I'm not doing so. Oh, God. I, the, the Patriots are playing, of course. What the hell am I doing on this podcast? And the Browns are winning. Uh, that's not who I picked. Washington's winning. That's not who I picked. Oh, I could be in for a rough day today, my friends. Anyway. I was out for a walk the other day. Uh, as I often am. Anyway, I was walking past the Panera Bread. What is this fire truck doing? I'm sorry, I'm looking out the window here, this fire truck. What the fuck is he doing? This is very strange. So he came in the wrong... It's a one-way street. He came down it the wrong way. And instead of going... Okay. Alright, he's making a U-turn. Uh, who knows? There have been more... This is the time of year. There's just fire trucks everywhere. Between people cranking up their heat. And overwhelming their system. And then, you know, you get space heaters, and you get Christmas lights and decorations and trees. That's fun. Always fire trucks this time of the year. But then again, in summer, there's lots of fire trucks, too, because that's when the assholes are burning down the forests with their fucking fireworks. Anyway. What was I saying? 
What was I saying? Oh, I was out on a walk the other day. <clears throat> and then I think... Uh, I don't know. I was out on a walk the other day. I was walking past the Banera Bread and the Brothers Butcher and all those locations and the Namco Pool Place. And, uh, oh, and the Panthers are winning. Sorry, changing thoughts here. Everybody that I have picked to win this week is losing is either losing or tied so far all of my picks are either wrong or tied it's early the night is young though and i'm going to wrap this thing up soon so i can go watch these games and play some video games i'll talk about video games in a sec because i know you're dying to hear my thoughts on everything uh so i'm walking along and uh here i hear a lady in the park i'm walking i cut through the parking lot of panera bread and, uh, and the Namco pool place, and the boxing club, and my butcher, and what was up until a few months ago, a T-Mobile store and Joseph A. Banks, and they are both gone. T-Mobile just closed up a couple weeks ago. Joseph A. Banks, Joseph A. Banks sometime over the summer. Because, I mean, who needs a suit? Who needs suits? Who needs clothing anymore? You don't. T-Mobile was a little surprising. I don't know. Anyway, they're gone. And they were T-Mobile was the only store that seemed to have people in it anytime I walked. At, at any point during the pandemic, there were people. Maybe that's why they closed. Everybody died. Everybody got COVID at T-Mobile. And they dropped dead. Uh, so I'm walking past Panera Bread. And a woman, this is a nice day, so the windows are down. And it was a woman with her elderly mother in the car pulls up <laughs> and asks me how to get to. She says, excuse me. Do you know where blah, blah, blah Plaza is? And I'm like, well, yeah, we're, we're kind of in it right now. <laughs> and she said, oh, Patriots, three points. All right, they're leading. That's good. Let's, that's good, boys. Let's keep going. Anyway, so uh, where is such and such Plaza? And I said, well, you're, we're, we're, this is it. We're here. This whole thing, and they, because there's, whatever, there's, there's Joe, eat at Joe's, or not your average Joe's restaurant, and Starbucks, and Chipotle, and the TD Bank, and the, I don't know, there's like a mattress place, and I don't even know, I don't even know what there is, lumber liquidators, so there's, I don't know, the Xfinity place, and the, the Weight Watchers place, and the, Panda, what's that fucking the fast food place? Panda, what the hell is it called? Panda Express, you know, and all that shit. And there's Shaw's, and there's Marshalls, and there's the Sierra Trading Post, and there's the Home Goods, and there's PetSmart, and there's Bay Bye Bye Baby, and uh, I, you know, all these I, a bunch of other places I can't even think of. Uh, and I said, yeah, I mean, this is all this is the play. This is the plaza you're looking for. Well, I'm looking specifically for Bank of America. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that is actually its own separate standalone branch. It's not attached to any of these places. But I said, look, you see the street? And I pointed, there's a street that's like, I don't know, 20 yards from where we were standing, where, where, where I was talking. I said, this place here, and there was a car turning. I said, see that car turning onto that street? You're going to take a left on that street. And then... Just very shortly after that, you're going to get to the stop sign, and you can either take a left or a right there, and you're going to take a right. So you take, you go up here, you take a left, right where you can see this street here. You turn left on this street, and then you get to the stop sign, 
which is not far after that, and you take a right. And then you just keep going, and it's just a little, it's going to be the first thing you see on your right is Bank of, you cannot miss it. There's a big sign. I love, I love uh, the age we live in because all these stores and banks and restaurants, they have signs. And if you can read, just like if you can, you, know, you, want, you want to cook something, if you can read a recipe, you can, you can cook or you can bake. And if you can read a sign, you can know where Bank of America is because there's a sign that says Bank of America. I said, that's it. I said, just go, just take a left here then take a right. You go a little ways down. You cannot miss it. It's the only thing there is Bank of America and you'll see it. And I pointed with my hand. I said, as the crow flies, it's, it's just there. It's right there. I'm, you can't, you can't miss it. And so she goes, so up here, so I take a right up here? And I said, no. <laughs> I'll repeat myself. You take a left. You go here and you take a left. Oh, a left and then a right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Take this left here, then you take a right, and then you just go, my God, it's a, you, you, a few, uh, nothing. You just, it's the first thing. You just go, and then as you're coming around the corner, you're going to see it. You cannot miss it. You cannot miss it. There's nothing else there. So I take a, I take this left. Yep. And then a right. Yep. And then I'll see it on the right. Yep. You got it. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Rolls up the window and then pulls off, gets to the road, which I think you know by now. I said to take a left. Left, then right. It's, that's it. Those are the instructions. Take a left, take a right. And you'll see it. So I take a right, then a left? Nope, a left, then a right. Oh, oh, I take a left up here. Yes. Okay, thank you. And then she pulls away and gets to the stop sign and immediately turns right. And then I just I started yelling because that's what I do now. Now that I'm an old man, I just yell. I just stand in the street and yell. And, I, and that's what I did. And there's people, it was a pretty, it was another, we had another little heat wave. It was about 60 degrees. So there were some people outside at Panera having their little soups, their little bread bowl soups and their sandwiches, having their coffee and a nice time, a little pastry, having a nice lunch. And uh, so a bunch of people were outside. Windows were open, people coming and going through the parking lot, going to get their meats and things at the butcher. And I see this lady take a right after I just told her 18 times, take a left. There are two instructions. Left, right. Those are your instructions. Left, then right. Then you're done. You're done. And so naturally she gets up and she goes right and then left. And she turned into the street to go down past Chipotle. I said, well, if you're going to go get to, I guess you're going to have Chipotle. You want the bank, you're going to get Chipotle. So... <laughs> Oh, I see her turn right, and I just start yelling. I'm like, I just told you left, you you idiot. You fucking dummy. What, what the hell? I just said left. I didn't say right. Left, then right. Standing in the middle of the parking lot with my hands in the air, shouting. Yet she turned right, then left, you dummy. What a stupid moron. How, how in many other ways could I have told you to go left and right? And then I And then I continued on my walk, which takes me past the Bank of America, and it's, you know, two minutes, not even two minutes later, I'm at Bank of America. <laughs> and, uh, either she just drove through a fence and got to Bank of America and transacted her business and then left. Or she was still driving around in circles by uh, Chipotle and uh, Eat at Joe's or whatever the hell it's called in Starbucks. 
and because I I looked in the B of A parking lot and at the drive-through in the parking lot I did not see she had a she had like a red maroon kind of Jeep thing and uh, there was a silver minivan and a blue SUV and that was it so okay good good you know what yeah ask for help and then do the opposite and then repeat what I said incorrectly and then wait for me to correct you and then oh okay got it and then do it the wrong way that's why that's why the whole world is just fucked just fucked okay somebody says go left then right and you go right then left i don't know and these people's votes count just as much as mine and yours <laughs> oh man yeah Love my walks. And then and then I was crossing the street right in front of the Sierra Trading Post. Uh, you know, I, I walk through the... I cut through the parking lot. And I stay away from the storefronts because I... Either I forget my mask or I just... You know, I'm out on a walk. I don't want to put it on. I don't... I'm not near anybody ever on these walks. And if I do, if for whatever reason, if I do have to walk up near the stores, then I'll certainly put my mask on, even though I'm still not near anybody going in and out of the stores, but still, it's the, it's the right thing to do. So I have a mask in my back pocket, and I just, uh, you know, I don't want to put it on, so I stay away from everybody. I stay at the at the far end of the parking lot where, they're, you know, it's so far away that even the cars don't even park there. But then I get up to uh, the the end of the the row of stores past the Sierra Trading Post and the Home Goods, and then I cross from the parking lot. I cross the street. Blah blah blah. And then there's a the other day. Yeah, I'm I'm crossing. I'm in the middle of the parking lot, cr- almost to the sidewalk. And this girl takes a left in her little Rav Four, a little blue Rav Four, out and about getting some things. And, uh, and I'm just standing there because I said, she doesn't see me at all. Like, everybody's really good. I cross several, you know, fairly busy intersections and parking lot roads and things like that on my, on my normal route that I take on my walk. And people see me coming and they stop and they wave. Most of the time I just kind of, I just go because they're far enough away that I'm, they're going to see me and slow down. And if, it's, if it seems a little questionable, I will wait. And I will, somebody will flag me, wave me, and I'll wave thank you, and I'll go. And in this one, I was, I was already pretty much, <laughs> I was halfway through the parking lot, and she just took a left turn coming from the other street and just blew right past me. I mean, I was like, I could see the whites of her eyes. I was right there. And I just started, I'm standing there watching her go past me in slow motion, and I just start yelling again. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 I'll stop here. You go, because you, you're in the car. You're in the big car, and I'm walking in the middle of the road. I will stop, and you can go. That works out well. And then a few other, you know, words. And then she was long gone, of course. She drove past me. She, there was maybe a, a second and a half where I was actually talking to somebody, and then she was long gone. And now I just look like a crazy person who's standing in the middle of the road talking to himself, yelling at himself with the C word flying. And then I thought, what, you know, there's a grocery store and then there's a bunch of bullshit, you know, Sierra trading post is a bullshit store. Home goods is, you know, it's trash. Oh, there's a, there's a the paper store where something like the card, you know, greeting cards. That's another, so you got, you got Marshall's and you got the home goods, you got the Sierra trading post, you got the baby store, 
okay, that might have some emergency thing. The pet store, uh, yeah, I guess emergency dog food or something. And uh, and there's uh, what else is there? And there's Shaw's. There's the grocery store. But still, most of those stores would not, you know, most of those stores were closed during the pandemic. So that's all you need to know. They were closed because they're not, you know, the baby, bye-bye baby was open. Because that's, yeah, you got to get baby stuff. That's important. Shaw's is a grocery store. Of course that's open. The pet store was open, uh, you know, with uh, curbside only. And then everything else was closed for several months. There was Easter stuff in the windows, uh, you know, in June. <clears throat> and so wherever she was going, the odds are it's not some great emergency thing that required her to blow right past me in the street. But uh, when I thought about it and I said, eh, you know, maybe there's a lesson I can learn here. Maybe I need to slow down. My busy, fast-paced, go-go, jet-setting lifestyle. Uh, you know, these last few months I haven't had to commute really at all. And so maybe when the time comes, which it will inevitably, where I have to get in the car and go to an office somewhere, I should just take it easy. And I thought about that for a second, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. In other words, if I'm the person in the car, I'm angry at the pedestrian, or you know, in this case, would have been me. And if I'm the pedestrian, I'm angry at the person in the car. Either way, uh, the other person is wrong, and I'm right, and that's the way it's going to be. And I'm not changing my my driving habits because I probably would have taken that left turn and actually I wouldn't have, I'm, I'm a, I'm a good enough person. And I, I have the awareness enough that if somebody was halfway across the street, uh, in a sh shopping plaza where there are pedestrians crossing the street quite frequently, I would have, I would have been mindful of my surroundings. Unlike this bitch who pulled right in, right in front of me. I'm walking across the street. I gave her a piece of my mind, even though she was, Many, many feet away from me by the time I got most of my sentence out. Uh, what's this? The Texans scored for... Oh, God damn it. I got to get going. I got to watch these football games. Even though I'm still... Uh, I just... It's hard. It's very hard to get into. I had college football on yesterday, and there were lots of really close, high-scoring games. I just... I don't care. I don't care. Anyway. Uh, I, I, man, man, yeah, I'll be right back. All right. The Ravens are beating the Titans. That's my only pick that's correct right now. That's crazy. Oh, and the Steelers. Anyway, this is The Session with Dive on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Maybe it's time, maybe the yeah. Right Hit that post, baby. <sighs> Football games. But yeah, it's, it's tough. I'm just not as into football this year, I guess. I don't know. I guess because of the pandemic and that I just don't care that much. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. There are good, lots of good games. That Buffalo, Arizona. That was the first time this year where I verbally yelled during it. Like, I'm like, oh my god, he caught it! He caught it! It was fun. It's exciting. Uh, I don't know. I've been playing some Star Wars. Uh, what's that? Jedi Fallen Order. It's pretty good. Cousin Frank said it best. It truly is. It's it's Uncharted meets Star Wars. 
uh, there's a lot of frustrating parts. Just the, you know, there was some stuff that could have, those good old EA, Electronic Arts, man, they've, they've got more money than anybody, and you think they could afford to hire some additional QA people to test these games. Little little glitches and bugs and collision and things like that. It's, it's so fucking frustrating when I'm, you know, jumping and then my character gets stuck, like just completely stuck and either I have to stop and reset or just wait for him to slide out of this wall that he get inexplicably stuck in. So fucking annoying. Like, come on, man. These are AAA games. You polish these things up, will ya? You, you have so much goddamn money and resources at your disposal, you fucking cheap fucks. Anyway, it's a fun game, though. Love, I love uh, force push and force pull. I love pulling a stormtrooper with my hand and then slicing him right through the heart with my lightsaber. That's fun. But I don't... There's also... Well, so far... I, I don't know how far I am into this game, but there's... There's, like, three planets that I've gone to, and you keep having to go... I, I have to go back. You know, I have my second playthrough of Kashyyyk. Going up to the top of the tree. I'm like, I, okay. And then... And then when you're done, you have to go back. To get back to the ship. Grease and... Saris or whatever her name is You have to like go back through the whole thing You have to backtrack through everything you just went through that's a little annoying and I'm very impatient as somebody who doesn't have a lot of time for video games I want to I want to sit down. I want to play the game I want to be done and move on to the next thing. I don't like this backtracking bullshit. I Don't know. I also can't stand Grease there's a lot of Star Wars characters who annoy me, and he's fucking annoying. I just don't like his stupid face. One of the one of the companions that he, he's the pilot of the ship that I fly around on. Anyway, uh, so that's my take on Jedi Fallen Order. I'm I, overall I'm enjoying it though, but yeah, it's it's good. It's fun. It's good. It's got the it's got the the ginger kid from Shameless as the main character. Uh, yeah, he's he's good. He's good at it. Oh man, what else? Yeah, I'm speaking of video games. I'm like, <laughs> I can't. This is the first time my kids. I'm like, hey, what video games do you guys want for Christmas? And uh, my youngest, there's this game. It's uh, it's not Zoo Tycoon, but it's similar. It's called Planet Zoo, similar to those tycoon games, but I think there's a lot more kind of crazy stuff that you can do. And she wants that on Steam. And and that's it. And my oldest doesn't want any video games. And I'm like, whoa, wait, what? Because let's be honest, it's nice to get your kids video games. Wink, wink. Or have Santa bring video games that maybe dad can also enjoy, you know? Uh... And I mean, in all honesty, they they do have a lot of video games because I I'm not patient enough to wait for birthdays and holidays. If a cool game comes out, if a Mario game comes out, or a new whatever something comes out, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. <laughs> and 
I want a look when it comes to spoiling when it comes to video games yeah my kids are very spoiled because I want them to have the latest video games because I know how I know how painful it is to wait for a video game I just you know and I don't care that's the one thing I don't I don't run out to get them every single thing uh, that comes out but when it comes to video games okay animal planets coming or uh, animal crossings coming out all right we'll get it we got it this game's coming out we'll have it that's there but i just you know I, i'm showing my oldest in particular i was like look at this look at this assassin's creed valhalla that's cool the like vikings you know kind of kind of appreciate that baby because you love you love skyrim and also we went to norway and you got to see some real viking ships and stuff and and eh, nah Really? Well, there's a new Call of Duty. You like the Call of Duty games? It could, you know, I'm not a big Call of Duty person, but that's fun. Get a new Call of Duty. Eh. Okay. Well, there's, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's this game and there's that game. Uh, no, there's not really anything that I want. Okay. Now, my oldest did get the Mario Kart Live for their birthday a few weeks ago, uh, about a month ago. And that's fun. That's really cool. That's the one that it's the Mario Kart game that comes with the car, and you, you you sync it up with your Switch, with the Nintendo Switch, and there's a camera on the little race car, and it has you can get a Mario one or a Luigi one, and it's uh, it's an AR type game, augmented reality. So you set up the track and all the little sensors and things, and whatever you're you know you you set it up in the living room, and then that's what you see the the little camera on the car feeds into the switch so you're watching on your TV or on your handheld game you're seeing as you're controlling the car it, you know almost like a drone right except again the the AR aspect of it is that you're seeing the little uh, you know blocks and all the characters and things racing with you on the screen so you've got all the little Mario Kart racers in in AR and augmented reality racing on the screen with your car and it's it's pretty neat it's pretty awesome and so, of course, naturally, the youngest one wants the Luigi version of that for her Switch for Christmas, which she originally didn't want. And they're very difficult to find. But when I think, if I really think about it, I'm, I have a good feeling. I have a good feeling that perhaps uh, the big man up in the North Pole, he might come through. We'll see. Somebody, hopefully somebody will come through with that Luigi version. But that's it. There's no, like, there's no games that anybody... Oh, no, there is. They both asked <laughs> this fucking Goat Simulator, which they have on the PlayStation 4. They used to play split-screen two-player of Goat Simulator, the most insufferably annoying game to listen to ever because I've played this on the podcast. Me, 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 me. That's what, the, that's, that's what it sounds like, Goat Simulator. Oh, yeah, here we go. I hate this game so much. I fucking hate this game so much. Anyways, so the kids have had this for years and years on PlayStation. They usually do live broadcasts on YouTube playing Goat Simulator. And my 11 and 9-year-old are like, Oh, Goat Simulator, it's so nostalgic. <laughs> it's nostalgic. <laughs> That's great. And they both... Uh, so they both want Goat... Goat Simulator is now out on a Nintendo Switch. And so they, they both want it so they can play it the portable version on the Switch and play with each other on the Switch. I'm like, but you have it on PlayStation and you have all the little DLC packs and all the other goat zombies and goat goat theft auto or whatever the hell it is. You have like 
the goat space, goats in space, whatever. The, and, uh, like, that's, so that's the game you want? You don't want the, the new Assassin's Creed? You don't want the new Spider-Man, Miles Morales? You don't want, like, any of these new cool games coming out? You want the, you, you know, you want the Goat Simulator game that you've had for years and years on PlayStation? And you want it for your, for your Switch? Okay. Well, I guess I'll just be buying myself my own Christmas presents this year. <laughs> These video games. <laughs> I already have uh, Cyberpunk is on its way, but that's that keeps being that keeps getting delayed. So what? Are, what I think December sixth is when it's coming out. Oh, here's that fucking yeah. This goddamn music. Oh, all right. I got it. This is giving me PTSD. I have to. <laughs> I have to get rid of this. Okay. Thank you, Goat Simulator. What else have I? I've talked about everything. I, I got to shut this down. Uh, I'm gonna take one last break, and then I'm gonna wrap it up after. After this quick, well, let's hit the goats. Let's hit the goats one more time, and I'm going to go take a break. Come on, come on, you goats. I'll be right back with more on the Birthday Boy Podcast. My Steelers pick is looking good. Ravens still up. Patriots are down four points to the Texans. Saints are losing only by six points to the Falcons. Washington leads Cincinnati seven to six. Eh, there's still time. There's still time. Again, the day is young. This is uh, Tyco. Tyco Japan. This is Taiko with Japan. It's a remix of Japan on the Birthday Boy podcast. Excited! They just—they uh, are officially, finally started shooting the third season of Succession, which is one of my favorite shows ever. I'm rewatching it for like the third time. I don't rewatch shows. Mad Men, I rewatched every episode, start to finish. Obviously, sitcoms, The Office a million times, Seinfeld, Curb, Sunny in Philadelphia, Simpsons, you know, whatever. All the, all the classic sitcoms and things like that, of course. But as far as watching a show start to finish, episode one to all the way through, and of course, there are only two seasons of Succession, so it's pretty easy to do. But that is just such a goddamn... I love that show. I love that show. I love billionaires in New York City type shows, but, not, but ones that are well-written, and this one is. 
it's a drama, sometimes it's funny. All the characters are so different and they're such pricks, but but in a in a way that you want to keep watching them. <clears throat> and there's there's an odd relatability to them too. It's hard to describe. Like when I watch Billions, I don't relate to it. I don't think I relate to any of the characters on that show. And they and all the characters kind of sound like the same person. All the characters basically talk like the the head writer. And I don't know if they're all they all sound like Brian Koppelman, but all the characters on Billions, they make obscure references to the songs that they all not every character on that show would know these references to that song or to that you know to wrestle you know they all know they they know wrestling references because brian koppelman is a wrestling fan and becky lynch from wwe even appeared on an episode last this this last season in one of the most fucking awful cringeworthy scenes that i've seen it was just so stupid um you know sometimes billions is a bit of a self-parody that i don't think is intentional but i still love the show because it's just ridiculous and over the top and stupid, but it's it's also great. I just I love Billions, uh, but Succession. I, I was afraid to start Succession because I thought, well, how can I like this better than Billions? Well, it's pretty easy because it's better than Billions. And uh, yeah, uh, both shows featuring feature people eating. I guess I like any show that has people eating rare songbirds. Is it? Uh, is it Ortolan? Is that the name of that songbird? I guess it's illegal. And you have to put a blindfold on when you eat it. Billions and Succession each had a scene. Two completely different shows that each had a scene. I think in the same year with characters eating Ortolan. Anyway, but I, I'm so excited that they've they've started filming season three. Because I'm re-watching for, for the third time. My third watch through of seasons one and two of succession because i just it's just so goddamn good i just love it brian cox is so good they're all so good they're so every character is interesting for one reason or another except for there's a character called nate and uh i i wish he would never be on screen again on this show he's so fucking just terrible to watch he just sucks he sucks the life out of the scene he's just awful and uh yeah i hopefully there's very little of him left to come but anyway it's a great show that's all that's a great show i love succession wonderful it's wonderful all right uh, i think it's time to go it's time to go watch football it's 2 30 we've been doing this podcast is two hours now and uh and that's it um what else do i want to say i don't know have a nice thanksgiving i guess is that it that's what i want to say to you <laughs> That's what I want to say to you: is have a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, and for Christ's sakes, uh, look, you're gonna do what you're gonna do, but it would be a it, it'd be a cool thing to just stay home. I know, I know. It's you don't you, you don't come to the Birthday Boy podcast to to hear a lecture, but but also yes, you do. Because that's that's how it is here on the Birthday Boy podcast, and I'm <laughs> I'm lecturing you to say. Don't fucking go to the family's house for Thanksgiving or have them over. Just, you know, the immediate family. Think about it. You'll you'll maybe, uh, if everybody has their own separate Thanksgiving meal, think about how good that'll be for your local grocer and for the, the fine turkey farmers out there 
and the potato farmers and the pie farmers and all the other farmers. Isn't it really? It's all about the farmers, isn't it? You're putting more money into their pockets, buying the turkeys, the little mom and pop turkey stand. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Go have thanks. Eat your goddamn moist bread shoved up a turkey's ass and, you know, pass it around to all you, all the people at the table, touch all the same glasses and silverware, breathe on each other, you know, have a birthday cake, blow out candles, get your slobber all over candles, do whatever the fuck you want. Who's going to stop you? Me, my little podcast. Go enjoy. Enjoy your turkey and your stuffing and your yams, whatever. Do it. Enjoy it. Have fun. See you at Christmas. Have a nice Christmas, too. Come back. Come back for the encore presentation at Christmas time. <laughs> you think things are bad now? What do you see it? Oh, man. It's going to be real fun in December. Oh, and then January. January is going to be all the shittiness of, of this month, this this upcoming month, but without the fun of and the magic of the holiday season. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah. Oh yeah, 2021. 2020 was the bad year, not 2021. Huh. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, go on vacations. Go to the beach. Have <laughs> have another trip to the beach. Do it all. I don't know. What am I? I'm not gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop myself. I guess you know. It's fun too. It's fun to like deliberately stay home from these things. And look, you're saying to yourself. What is this guy talking about? He goes to the beach and then he complains that he's at the beach. He goes to this place and then he complains that he has to go to this place. And now, birthday boy, you get to sit home and not go to these things and you're complaining because other people are? Yeah. Have you met me? That's what I do. I'm going to complain about everything. 20 to 10 at halftime? The Texans are leaving? God damn it. What's happening here? I gotta go watch this game. They need me. This is bad luck. I'm sitting here doing a podcast while the Patriots are playing the shitty Texans. And they're 21 to 10. Oh. Go have your fucking Thanksgiving. Go 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 lick the turkey before you pass it around. Do it. Go take a take a take a piss of the stuffing. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Have a fun time. I'm out of here. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, Apple, whatever it's called, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're on Stitcher. I told you that last week. Tell your friends who, who only listen to Stitcher podcasts. You arrogant snob. Now you can get me on Stitcher. iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple, whatever. Wherever you get a podcast. I'm uh, Every place you can get a podcast, you can get me. If you're listening now, I guess you already know that. But tell your tell your friends, for Christ's sakes. And when you're, you know what? Have all your friends over for Thanksgiving. The last thing you can do before you all drop dead of Thanksgiving-related COVID is it's to tell all the, f- the fucking f- relatives that you can't stand to download the podcast and subscribe to it. So that way, at least, if they're going to drop dead, they will have subscribed to the podcast, which helps me in some way. I don't know how. It's not like it's helping me that much. I'm not getting my billboard in Times Square anytime soon. Anyway, so go have your stuffed sausage, turkey, anus, fucking bread pudding, whatever the hell you're going to eat, and your cranberries. Enjoy. Enjoy the turkey that's so great that you eat it once a year, that you can't miss one year of it because it's just so fabulous, and the company and the conversation is so fabulous that you have to have it because we love it so much that we only do it once a year. Go have it and enjoy. And then if you're still around, come back next time for more Birthday Boy fucking fun and games. Okay? You dig? Great. Super duper. 
Fuck you. Happy Thanksgiving. Whatever. Kiss my ass. See you next time. Fuck off. Bye. Later, gators. Positivity, kindness, whatever the shit that I say every time. I'm saying it again. But I'm too angry. I don't care. I'm out of here. Later, later, fucking gator. Bye. This is your grandmother calling. Cliff, it's Grandma Cliff Cliff. Yes, hello, Cliff. Where the hell are you, you son of a bitch? I'm calling for a few reasons, the first of which is I want to tell you that I have reported you to the voter fraud hotline. Not because of any voter theft, but because of what you've done to me over the years, Cliffy. Not picking up your phone, not answering my calls, not returning my calls. I don't know where the hell you are. But I sure as hell hope you're coming to Thanksgiving dinner this week, Cliffy. And that's the second reason why I'm calling you. If the feds haven't tracked you down, hunted you down, and locked you up and thrown away the key by this Thursday, Thanksgiving Thursday, I want you to come to the house. We're having Thanksgiving dinner with all the trimmings, Cliff. That's right, Cliff. If the FBI, if the feds haven't hunted you down like the goddamn dog that you are and shot you in the street and watched you bleed out into the street all over yourself, Cliffy, like a dog, then I want you to come to my Thanksgiving spectacular at Grandma Cliff's house right here in Winston-Salem, Cliff. We're not going to go. I want to be responsible, Cliff, so we're not going to go out to the island, at least not until Christmas, of course. But I want you to come. They're telling, they're telling, me 
They're saying that I'm supposed to only have my immediate family and not to have too many guests because of the COVID. Well, of course, if my grandson's name is COVID, I'm, then I, that, I guess that's my loophole. Because remember, your birth name was actually COVID Womack. So COVID, you're going to come to the house, Cliff. Cliff COVID Womack, my little baby boy, my little COVID boy, butter boy, Cliffy boy, virus boy, baby boy. COVID boy, butter boy, hydroxychloroquine boy. That's my little boy, my little COVID. And I want you to come. I'm going to have, I don't care what they say. I don't want, I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to have the biggest Thanksgiving dinner you've ever seen, Cliffy. And I want you there. I want you there to eat, enjoy the turkeys with me and the stuffing and the dressing and the, and the fruit salad cocktail uh, kind of thing that I'm going to have. And oatmeal, your uncle's going to be there with his oatmeal. Oh, my God, my mouth's just watering thinking about it. Talk about mouth pleasures, Cliff. Oh, everyone's going to be there. Your cousin Cliff and your auntie Cliff with her cigarettes and your, your, your uncle, your dental uncle Cliff and Cliffy Cheeseburgers is going to be there. He's bringing cheeseburgers of all the things for Thanksgiving. Can you believe such a thing? We're going to have cheeseburgers in addition to the turkey with all the trimmings and your grandpa Cliff and your macho Cliff man, Randy Cliff Savage, whatever the fuck his name is. I don't remember. And, and so is Dr. Duxtable with his drinks. He'll be there. See, so Cliffy Baseball's going to be there. Hopefully you can mend fences with Cliffy Baseball. Because we all know Cliff. He was very upset during the World Series this year. Thinking about how he could have been in the broadcast booth if, if he didn't get fired. Because of your, your shenanigans, Cliff. Your hijinks all the time. With your ball-toggling... No, no phone call returning hijinks, Cliff. I can't stand it. But your Uncle Cliffy Baseball and Uncle Cliff and your Grandma Cliff and your Grandpa Cliff and Dr. Cliff Duxtable and Macho Man Cliffy Savage and Cousin Cliff and your Auntie Cliff and Cliffy Cheeseburgers and Uncle Dental Cliff, all the Cliffs will, will be there, Cliffy. It's just an endless... There's going to be a plethora of cliffs. You could really say we'll have a plethora of cliffs at Thanksgiving. I'm going to invite every cliff that I see. Every cliff on the street is going to be there. We're going to have hundreds. I don't care what they say. I don't care what the governor says or the mayor or anybody says. You can't tell me what to do. I'm Grandma Cliff. I'm going to have my goddamn Thanksgiving turkey dinner with all the trimmings, Cliff. There's going to be so many trimmings. You'll have, you'll have trimmings coming out of your eyeballs, Cliff. You'll be up to your ass and trimmings. There's so many trimmings. Trimmings here, trimmings there. Trimmings, trimmings everywhere. That's my that's my song that I'm writing for Thanksgiving, Cliff. It's called Trimmings Everywhere. It's called Trimmings Here, Trimmings There, Trimmings Everywhere because that's that's what I that's the words. Those are the lyrics, Cliff. So I hope you get off your goddamn lazy ball toggling pound pound pounding off ass cliff and return my phone call so I can so I know you can RSVP let me know if you're coming. I want to see you there, Cliffy. I want to see you in that little sailor suit that I got you last year. You know, a couple Christmases ago, I got you your 50 shades of gray slacks. And uh, for your last birthday, I got you that nice sailor suit because you love the sea. You're a man of the sea. You could say you're a seaman. You're a seaman, Cliff. You're you're my little seaman, my little Cliffy seaman. And I want to see I want to see my little seaman at the at the Thanksgiving dinner table, dressed like a like a perfect little seaman gentleman, Cliff. So I want you to get off your little seaman ass and put on your little seaman suit. 
and get your little semen balls over to the holiday table this Thursday, Cliff. I know I can count on you, even though I can never count on you ever, once, ever before in my entire life because you constantly disappoint me at, at all turns, at all stops, Cliff. But I want you to, uh, don't disappoint me this time. I want you to be my little, my little turkey, my little semen butter boy turkey. All right, you're my little semen boy. Little Cliffy butter boy, semen boy, turkey boy. Turkey Day Semen Boy Cliff, that's your name. Little Semen Cliffy Turkey. Little Cliffy COVID Semen Turkey Boy. I, I, there's so many nicknames. We could just sit here all day giving you nicknames, Cliff. But anyways, I want, and speaking of semen, I want to see a man by the name of Cliff. And that's you, my little grandson. Even though you're a man, I still, you're still my little boy, my little baby boy. My little COVID boy, butter boy, semen boy, turkey boy, baby boy. And I want to see you. I want to see you at the holiday Thanksgiving spectacular at Grandma's house. Over the river and through the woods. Get your ass over to my house for turkey and all the trimmings. Okay, Cliff, I hope to see you there. Otherwise, you'll pay dearly, and I'll send the feds after you. I'll call that voter fraud hotline again if you don't show up for Thanksgiving, you goddamn son of a bitch. Break my heart again. I don't have very many years left, Cliff, and you certainly seem to have no problem with making sure I don't have many years left by giving me all this, all this heartache and pain, Cliff. Anyways... Give your grandmother a call, for Christ's sakes, Cliff. Pick up your phone. Take the hand that you're using right now, I'm sure, to toggle your balls. Stop toggling your balls for five seconds to pick up the phone and hit redial and call me. and Tell me, tell me the good news. Tell me you're coming to the Holiday Spectacular. Brought to you by Hydroxychloroquine. Okay, Cliff, I want to see you there, my little semen boy, my little baby turkey semen butter boy, baby boy, Cliffy boy, Thanksgiving boy. Oh, God, I can't wait to see you. Call me back, you son of a bitch. Okay, bye. Here's some outtakes. Break my heart again. I don't have many years left, Cliffy, and your shirt, your, your shit and shirt, fucking shirt, fuck. I don't have many years left, Cliffy, and you certainly shit, certain shit, and sh you, don't you hear how, how upset I am, you fucking prick? And geek, Dr. Cliff Duxtable's gonna be there. <laughs> I don't have time. I, I, I can't do this. I suck at this. We'll see you next time.